data security and data sanitization is such an important part of the R2 certification process that it is a mandatory annual internal audit. Today, I'll be interviewing Series Executive Director Tori Demi on this episode of Ask the R2 Guru. I'm Roger Drivey from Seri, Champions of Electronics Sustainability. Corey Demi has spent more than 20 years in the electronics industry, and his diverse background touches nearly the entire electronics life cycle, including having worked in IT support, ITED, data destruction, reverse logistics, reuse, and recycling. It's this wide range of experience that gives Tori a broad view of the electronics sustainability challenge, and it's what led him to his role of executive director of SERI. When we were discussing who should be a guest to talk about internal audits for data security and sanitization, Corey was the perfect choice. We'll let him tell you more about his background as we begin our interview. Corey, thanks for joining us for this episode of Ask the R2 Guru. Let's start with, with you talking a little bit about your background and how it relates to this topic of, of data security and sanitization internal audits. Hi, Roger. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, so my background actually is in IT. Uh, I went to uh, college for IT. I have a bachelor's in computer information systems, and I worked for 12 years in the IT industry doing systems administration, desktop support. So uh, I come at a lot of this from more of a technical angle. Um, and you know, part of my, my history has also been uh, having to figure out how to uh, do data sanitization for the Department of the Navy. So all those references to DOD 5220.22-M, um, you know, that's that's where I lived and uh, breathed for a few years there. So, um, yeah, my, my background is in um, IT and data security, and uh, that's what I've been, been working through as a, in this reverse logistics returns recycling uh, industry. So with the... You're pretty well established in this. So what have you seen as the main changes in, in data security over uh, the times you've been looking at it? Yeah, well, people have gotten much smarter and uh, data you know, has gotten bigger, uh, more storage, more data, more distributed. Um, and one of the biggest things is just the, the number of smart devices. So you know, the last 10 years have been spent uh, connecting people uh, connecting devices, and uh, now we're you know into that smart world where more and more types of devices are integrating data and technology. You know, just from you know connecting through your TV now, which used to be kind of a dumb device, and now it's a smart TV. So, um, you know, those are the biggest changes I've seen in, in data security. And then you know, people recognizing where data is stored. Um, I remember the day where. Took a watched a, a pallet of TVs come off the the back of a truck at a recycling facility, and the back cover was off, and there was a, a shiny uh, hard drive in the back of the TV, and that was the first time I I realized that our TVs now have data storage capabilities. So uh, I think those are the biggest changes, as well as you know uh, legislation now coming in, uh, for example GDPR and similar legislation in some states in the U.S. Uh, really focused on on data privacy of individuals, and so I think that's really uh, important. And and why, furthermore, we need to be more uh, more cognizant of data on all these devices. 
So, Corey, what do you see as the main issues or or challenges facing R2 facilities about to do a data security sanitization internal audit? Roger, I think we need to recognize that this is a really complex topic, uh, very technical in nature. Uh, me coming at it from a from my background with technology, it's even complex for me to understand all the nuances in data sanitization. And so I think we have to come at this with an appreciation for that, an appreciation that there's a lot to know and appreciation that uh, as the the world turns and new devices are coming out and devices are getting smarter, there's a lot of factors involved here. So we really need technical competency within our facilities to really uh, understand the challenges here. This is not as simple as just uh, shredding a hard drive. It's not as simple as just even wiping a, a, a hard drive. You know, now with SSDs, with other types of storage, encryption, unencrypted files, um, chain of custody. We talk about uh, where the records, the accountability, the traceability throughout that process. There's so many factors here. And so I think we really need to, to take this top of mind as, as a really complex problem. We need to apply the right resources to it uh, that may not be the traditional resources we're used to. Um, and we need to, to really uh, put this at the forefront because it's what's most important to the customers that we talk to. You had a big part of writing the previous version of the standard, R2 2013, and working with the TAC on, on developing it into the, the standard that was used for many years. What, what did you see with the, the challenges with that version as it stood for its time and in the industry regarding data standardization? Yeah, well, that version, you know, sought not to really be the expert on data standardization because there was other, you know, uh, standards out there like NIST 800-88, for example, uh, which is good and fine. But uh, the challenge that we saw in implementation and auditing of that is um, whenever something else is referenced, it's not necessarily audited very well or it's not necessarily implemented very well. Um, so like NIST 800-88 is, is great, has a lot of good information in it, but we saw people just, you know, go right to Appendix A, the, you know, what's the purge command for different devices, which yeah. is good, but they forgot all of the security controls that are specified in NIST 800-88 to control the product and have that chain of custody uh, throughout the process. So, you know, I think the, the challenge with with the 2013 version was just, you know, all the data security being buried or in this reference to NIST 888. And I think that was, you know, the opportunity in V3 and why uh, V3 is so much more specific around data security and data sanitization is so that we bring all those requirements to the forefront because they're so important. Um, and that, you know, we make sure that those requirements are audited specifically and that the auditor has an opportunity to write a non-conformance against all the different requirements that are should be considered be part of any data security and data sanitization operation. So we have the new standard now, R2v3, that's in use around the world. So this one is, seems even stronger for the various concerns for data security than R2 2013, which was, of course, stronger than the original version. Why is this the new standard so important for, for data security with facilities around the world. Yeah, so uh, the new standard, you know, 
recognize those challenges that I talked about, you know, challenges in competency and challenges in, you know, reference to other standards. And it brought all that forward, I believe, um, so that we started with the, the creation of a plan uh, and really the exercise of, of requiring facilities to, to lay out all the different types of equipment, the receiving and the methods of sanitization that are being applied so that they have that knowledge and repeatable knowledge um, to address all the different kinds of um, of types of equipment, not just the the hard drives. So I think that's that's really important here in, in what's laid out as the quarter requirements of uh, in V3, and then you know putting into to place those the layers of controls um, in that process as well, ensuring there's a, a person responsible for uh, data sanitization, the data protection re representative. You know, and all the things that are, are necessary in the operation just to to have a secure environment. Um, but then, you know, Appendix B goes goes the next step further for those facilities. You know, really going to the enhanced level of, of data sanitization, the the logical sanitization or wiping of devices, and it just brings all that clarity and focus to the forefront. So it's just not assumed, and it's actually something in detail to follow and to verify. So that's that's why I think V3 is so important um, to make this transition. So in, in the last few minutes here, let, let's talk about the practical applications too, as we're discussing in the, this series of, of internal audits. The requirements in the R2 V3 standard call for a data security and data standardization audit at least annually. So you need to find someone to do this this audit with with this level of expertise, but it can't be somebody in the facility that does it every day. How should facilities go about finding somebody who is good enough to do this level of internal auditing for data standardization and data security? Yeah, so I think that can be a challenge based on size and more so for the, the smaller companies who don't have a lot of resources internally. I mean, in a larger company, it could be done internally with somebody who's um, knowledgeable uh, about data sanitization who has shown that competency but um, you know just as long as they're not the person um, actually doing the uh, data sanitization or responsible for that function you know externally oftentimes we have to look for for an external auditor consultant someone like that who is skilled in this area more technical uh, in nature understands uh, data security understands data sanitization has completed training or has the uh, the work experience to be able to assess that. And it's, it's important that they're independent so that they can be objective and actually, you know, the process of doing this internally just protects, you know, the, the facility. It protects them from uh, any data breaches, right? To ensure that there's uh, no holes in their process or in how it's implemented or executed. Uh, and that's extremely important, not only to the facility, but to the, the customers of that facility. Um, this is the number one, concern when uh, is is data security and there's risk of of breaches so um you know this whole process of doing the internal audits actually should be seen as you know the opportunity to make sure that uh, you know we don't have any loopholes or areas where we can be stronger and improved to prevent a potential uh, data breach it seems as if as r2 has developed over the years and has been implemented by more places around the world there are three main areas in which it is uh, uh, of concern and where r2 can be helpful that of uh, environmental concerns and sustainability and circular economy then 
worker safety and protection of the communities in which the facilities are located. But third and, and almost equally important is, is data security issues to make sure that all the materials being being received by these companies have uh, have the ability to protect the data of the people who are sending them and, and trusting these companies to to handle materials responsibly. Do you see any changes as as R two goes forward with this uh, with this three part concern for uh, for our mission? No, I think those are you know solid good practices that uh, we always have to be focused on. Um, you know, I think that's that's really important to ensure. Again, to your point that. Um, you know, R2 certified facilities are are meeting the standard because it's important to their customers. So one one more thing, Corey, how is a data security and standardization auditor different from a legal compliance auditor, for instance, when a company is choosing someone for their internal audits? Yeah, you know, these are different core competencies, um, and so they can't necessarily be lumped together. I mean, one person could have all of them, but uh, you know, the person who's skilled in, in looking at health and safety and, and those risks and hazards within a, a facility is not the same person who is skilled at looking at the, the technical side of things and the uh, the processes for data security and, and sanitization. So, you know, I, I think the competencies are different, um, and I think that's really important to call out when looking at um, who to hire or who to, to use within the, the facility. Um to do the data sanitization audit. You know, your IT director might be better at the data sanitization piece because they are technical in nature um, than say your your health and safety uh, professional. So I think those are important distinctions to call out in the process to make sure you get the best results, um, you know, that you're looking for. Thanks so much for taking time with us today, Corey. We really appreciate it and uh, look forward to having uh, people comment back and uh, and continue this discussion about this really important topic. Thanks, Roger. As I've mentioned before, at SERI, we know how important an internal audit program can be. So in addition to these podcasts, we're developing new training tools to help you, including new videos, information sheets, and sample forms. Anything new is announced on the SERI website. Search the recently added column on our Knowledge Base page. That's it for this episode of Vast the R2 Guru. Thanks for listening, and thanks again to Corey Demi, and as always, to the Seri team for their assistance in producing this podcast. You can find a complete transcript of my conversation with Corey in the podcast section of the R2 Knowledge Base on the Seri website. And you'll find that at sustainableelectronics.org.